Welcome everybody to the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. You're home for all wrestling, everything wrestling. Soto, my guy, what's going on, boy? Uh, just excited, you know? Another another week, another episode. You well, know? this week is a little more special than other right. weeks. Because I got to say, for my first event, first live event, as a live event, a live show, AW. Top notch Grand Slam and Queens was epic. No, there's no other way about it. It was fantastic. Yeah, um, it was, it was incredible. Just, just it, it kind of felt like a pay per view. Um, yeah, which which was great. And you know, not only like were we there for the tapings of um, you know Dynamite, we were there for Rampage, we were there for Dark. So it was a good like five hours of wrestling. So um, yeah, it, it was it was a great experience. To be I didn't honest. get home to like I don't know, like one ish, one one third. Like, yeah, you got home pretty quick because you know it was essentially down. The oh street. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, so I was able to beat the traffic. But I gotta say, um, I'm not going to that event in Long Island because that is too far for me. I don't know if you guys is like 20 minutes. But if it's just as good as what Grand Slam was, WWE that they do something better to take over their territory. Because New York, as you said time and time again, is a WWE wrestling territory. Because Stanford's right down the street. So for them to come in, sell out a monster show the way it was, it was just like this is this is epic. Yeah. So it, yeah. Um. I mean, I was gonna save that till the end, but yeah. Uh. Right at, So right after um we left. Uh. After Ash and I left the, uh, you know, uh, the taping of Grand Slam, we were like, damn, this event was that you know good that we want to go to another one. So then um like we remembered that that uh the next time they're in New York, um that's close by because uh, next week they're in uh, Rochester, I think. That's, that's, uh, that's the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty deep. I, like, I looked it up on Google Maps. It was like five hours, um, oh, like four or five hours. And I was like, yeah, I got to go to work next day and whatnot. So, so no, we, we're actually, like, we actually got the tickets um, to AEW uh, December 8th uh, in the new arena. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the um, the UBS. I think it, it's called the UBS Arena, mm-hmm. brand new. So, um, we're, I mean, I'm excited because um, I think by then AEW um, will acquire more superstars, um, which kind of ties in into my, you know, rumor segment. But um, yeah, like, I, listen, the the it was just an experience that 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 was just incredible that, you know, um, and, and we want to experience that again. And the fact that, um, you know, AEW is making a lot more shows on the East coast. Right. Um, I'm taking full advantage of, you know, um, and, and they're doing a lot, like in terms of like what they're doing in New York, like they're mm-hmm. doing a lot of things in New York. And, and um, I think 
uh, on November, uh, I forgot what was the date. Um, for like the big event in LaGuardia where they usually have meet and greets, right? Right. Um, which we'll be at. Yeah, I, I'm going both days. Um, so yeah, it, it's November 13th, November 14th at New, uh, New York LaGuardia Airport. So on Saturday, November 13th, the um, so the big event will host like legends, right? So to just to name a few, it would be like AJ Lee, um, it'd be uh, JBL, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, Eric Bischoff, and so you know, and so on, and, and they'll have other superstars. But on you know, on uh, November 14th, it's mostly AEW talent. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, which goes into like why they're doing a lot of things in New York. So you'll, you'll see Kenny Omega, you'll see, uh, Paul White, AKA Big Show. You'll see Tommy Ann, AKA Malachi Black. You see, uh, Jade uh, Cargill. You'll see Matt Hardy. You'll see, um, Eddie Kingston and, uh, Billy Gunn, just to name a few Thunder Rosa. So, um, just the, the fact that AEW is, is, is putting a lot of focus on, on the tri-state area. I'm, I'm for it, you know. It, right. it it allows me to be a much bigger fan, a bigger you know a much bigger AEW fan that um you know that I was already you know that I am. You, you weren't know? if you weren't a big one then, you're you're gonna be a big one now, yeah. even bigger one now. But nah, this it was it was dope. My only complaint was not AEW. I don't think the City Group. Those that own City Fields and Arthur Ashe and everything else in that big complex, I don't think they really understood the magnitude of how big this event was going to be. And yeah, well, I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that because yeah, that was that was upsetting. It took me forever to get food, forever to get what I want my memorabilia. I wanted a chair. You 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 missed a couple of matches. Yeah, and thankfully. Well, I, I don't have it. Some people in the stand outside with the court in the arena, they pulled their phone out and were watching the matches. So I was hearing everything. I just wasn't able to watch it there live. But I got I got all the oh, 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 while watching it on TV. It was like almost mirror, per, mirror perfect. But let's get right to it. Let's break this down because this is pay-per-view-esque. So we gotta treat it like a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So let's get on. So ramp. So Dark was the first one that came out. And I'm surprised. How'd you feel having Thunder Rosa on Dark? Um it's you know, it's, it's unusual because she's one of their top talents, uh, mm-hmm. women's talents. But I mean, the, the card was stacked as it is. So I mean, um, you want her there. At you know some capacity, you know in some capacity. So, um, I don't, I you know, I wasn't, I was happy to see her, you know, wrestle, you know, um, but um, you knew who it was. It, it was just that card, um, you know, just the, the fact that fans got to see her, um, was a treat. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't, you know, knock anything about that. Well, she beat Kelly Sparks in a very simple singles match. And then, I mean, we had <laughs> we had to talk before about big about Paul White. Um, we love seeing Paul White. Just don't put him on TV so often. 
So he was on he was on he was on dark, and he beat Ricky Shane, Paige, CPN, and as we kind of three one handicap match. So that was fun. That's a little old school. Hey, like yeah, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't know how many um, like chops to the chest we heard that day. I heard. I think I counted eleven. I don't know. All I heard it was like every like two minutes. All you hear here was right on the chest. Like I was like, was, my goodness. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm I'm sitting while I'm arguing with you why these these employees or other just could not. It was simple. All I want was tenders and a drink. But I'm getting tenders, fries, uh, a hot dog, a burger. I was like. I'm not gonna be able to come back to get food. It was ridiculous. So we're seeing, we're watching, I'm like, oh, someone did that. Oh, let's go show. Someone goes, shut the fuck up. It's Paul White. I was like, yo, it's not that serious. But for most wrestlers, for most fans, it is that serious. And like, I had to be like 60. Yeah, it's, who was yelling it, out. Yeah, especially that, that fan that was sitting behind us. Initially, before we moved. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'll tell this stuff. So, so, we're, <laughs> so all three of us and uh, Felix, aka Felix Cat, King Felix, who was on the show previously, a, a former guest, um, we got into our seats. It was Soto, myself, and Ashley. We were sitting there, and this kid popped, whoo, yeah, AW, yeah. And it was okay. We got a, we got a rowdy fan behind us. That's all, that's all good. And then this kid proceeds to paraphrase what the promos are on the TV going nonstop. Oh my God, yeah. FDR and Darius thing. This be messing, man. Two of the greatest taxes of all time. And, we're, and I'm, I'm about like, dude, it's 6.30. We, we <laughs> nothing is starting yet. Oh my God, CM Punk, the best in the world. Fucking Vince McMahon. We're like, yo, bro, <laughs> You okay, man? And it was just so reckless. Only to find out that Soto took us to the wrong section. We were one section over. It was like, thank whoops. God. Thank <laughs> <God>. Whoops. <laughs> I would have had a, I, I might have cursed. It could have been about, I don't know, 16, 17. So it's like, he, he was just in all everything. I was like, oh my God, please, kid, wait for the show to start. Don't burn yourself out now. It was fun. That the whole I've come to learn. I've noticed this. So we've all gone. We've gone to football games. So we've gone to baseball games plenty of times. We've gone to basketball games. The crowd's always a certain crowd. The range of a wrestling crowd is ridiculous. I see guys walking around. You know, eh, da, 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 whatever it is. I've seen some people 45, 50 or 50s old. Face smacked up in paint. One guy looked just like Sting the whole entire with the NWA World World Heavyweight Championship. I'm like, that's from like 1980, 90. Like, that's what is it? And bro, the guy looked just like Flair. And then, and then, I guess his son or grandson looked just like Sting, but with the red with the red paint. I was like, oh my. God, this is ridiculous. One dude had uh, 
a Tommy Dreamer jacket. One dude looked like Ric Flair without, you know, with, without the the robe and the other stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was all I'm like, yo, this is the range of fans that you see at events. It's fantastic. And we were, we were in the wild with the wild section. I can imagine if you got more down to the front, it would have been like, you know, your, your, your regular fans, you know, stuff coming up, um, posters and signs. These people, uh, these folk up top, these fans were just ridiculous. There was a year chant, shout out to New York. <laughs> so, but let's keep it going. Um, back on track here. So the Dark Order uh, beat Dean Alexander, Kevin Tibbs, T.J. Crawford, and Eric Jane in the eight-man tag match. Um, really good match. Really good match. Really yeah, I was kind of shocked. This could have been this could have been on Rampage or Dynamite. I feel. Yeah, I mean, but but for time purposes, yeah. Right. Um, you know, uh, Dynamite was two hours. Rampage for this week um was two hours, which was a surprise and a plus for many. Um, but um, yeah, no, like dark, like even though like when. When some you know when some people mention dark, they roll their eyes like, no, these were solid matches, like like good quality matches. It wasn't like you know anything boring or anything like that. No, I but, think for a pre-show, for a pre-show, like um, yeah, I guess you can call it for a pre-show. It was actually really good. I was like, oh okay, yeah. I've never seen like I never get a chance to watch dark due to like other stuff that I'm doing. So be able to see like what dark is, the quality of what dark is. I'm like, oh, for me to see if like the probably first or second time, probably yeah, yeah probably first time. I was like, well, okay, I might want to watch dark now because of the quality of match that was there, which is good. So yeah. and we move on to um that little recess. So after that, um Dynamite begins. And by yeah. the way, shout out to Justin Roberts. He did an excellent job essentially hosting everything. And just, yeah, and engaging with the fans, to be honest yeah. with you. Like, he's just like, you know, you can tell there's a big difference from where, like, where he was in WWE to where he is in AEW currently. And he was just like, you know, all over the place, like, you know, uh, engaging with the fans, you know, um, you know kind of like checking them on them. Yo, are you guys having a good time? And all this, like, I was just like, wow, like, you know. But before that, but before that, before we talk about, you know, uh, you know, Dynamite, shout out to Tony Khan, man. He really knows how to, like, I don't know, man, when he came out and, and, and you could see the, the, the you know, the fire, the, the passion that he has for professional wrestling. And in a way, it's like he's like one of us. He yeah. just wants to see the best quali- quality matches, um, and it, I, like I, I became a Tony Khan fan, like because right. you know I mean I had nothing against. Him. Let's just put that out there. But when he came out and you know gave out a little speech, I was like, damn! Like you can see he was hyped up, um, and he he really seems to be a, a down to earth dude. So. Um, and you know, congrats to Tony Khan for for um, putting up such great shows. Um, yeah, <laughs> right. No, there's there's no there's no concern. I compare him to probably 
out of Mark Cuban or um, Steve Ballmer, mm. owners of the Clippers, owners of the Mavericks and the Clippers, respectively. And just like Mark Cuban, who was so passionate about his team about basketball, he almost fought a ref. We've all seen that video. Steve Ballmer literally is having six strokes and a heart attack at the same time, just going ballistic, throwing drinks, throwing his popcorn up. He's going crazy. And he sits right under the hoop on the home on um on home side, on the home bench every game. I'm like, this guy, this guy really knows what he wants and knows what everybody desires as fans and for the product he wants to put out. And I think Tony Khan falls right into that category. He just he like you said, he loves wrestling. He loves what professional wrestling is in the entertainment factor. And the product he's put out so far has been top-notch. Yeah, with absolutely. The guests, and we'll talk about the guests later on. Um, and just what, what is what is required and what is needed to make it right? And I think we all agree, we haven't yet, we have yet to see a bad AEW show. Not a pay-per-view. Pay-per-views, they come and go. But from qualities of show to show, we have yet to see anything bad at AEW. I think Tony Khan does a great job of hearing the wrestlers, hearing the fans, and be able to do do that and create at the same time. So he's yeah, done a fantastic he, job so far. Yeah, he's been consistently giving fans what they want. So yeah. I've yeah. No complaints um, whatsoever. All the praise. So so we start with Dynamite, the dream match that everybody has been craving, has been talking about for years. Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Uh, let me tell you something. Right, even like right before the the bell rang, like the fans were out of control, just chanting, uh, applauding. Um, like, yeah, I, I've never like I've honestly like listen. The crowd exploded. I've never seen something like that. Um, and, and especially seeing it live, it just like blew my mind away. It was loud beforehand. Once the mm-hmm. once the the. Once the promo ticker came up on the on the big screen, and it said up first, Daniel uh, Brian Danielson versus Omega. Yeah, and Don nobody Cowles, believed it. Like it was like what? everything it took was, off. Yeah, and then like you you saw like, um, you know uh, Brian Danielson soak it in when he like you know as as people were chanting and screaming and whatnot, he cracks a little smile, and it's like you know he knew that you know, it, you know this this is it like this is. Uh, what he's been hoping for 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 a while now um and let me tell you that match uh did not disappoint um listen the part where kenny like and, and during this match kenny omega did moves on Danny, um brian danielson where we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out at some point yeah 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 it's a lot to get used to he did moves on brian danielson where i was like damn like he's got this is is is, is he gonna be okay because um, I know at one point, like on the ramp, um, Omega hit um, Danielson with a uh, Snapdragon suplex, mm-hmm. and then all the way in the ramp, um, Omega, you know, got a huge running start and hit him with the the V trigger, and I was like, oh my god! And it was just a back and forth to the chops. You know, um, Brian's chest was was all messed up, um, and all the counters. Yeah, all the counters and, you know, from the fans chanting fight forever. Like, it, it was just like, it was an 
a great match. It was a, it was definitely a five star match despite it being a draw. And so I want to ask you first and foremost: Was that the right call to go with a draw? Absolutely, absolutely. Because here, all right. So here's the thing. So it was a non-title match, right? Right. It, it could have gone two ways: either um, Danielson got the victory or a draw. There was no way Omega could have won because it's like, damn, you're going to have uh, Danielson come in and his debut is a loss. I don't think that was going to happen. But a draw, um, yeah, the draw was the the perfect decision because it's like, all right, um, you know, it's both guys look strong. You know, both of them. 100% correct. Exactly. So they both look good. So then now, for the next match, you would you would suggest, all right, you didn't beat me, I didn't beat you, let's do it for the title. Right. Now, no. here's a real question. This is going to be a, a huge opinion a, a prediction. Is Brian beat Omega? I, I don't know. I don't know, and to be honest, I don't think so. Okay. I've gone on record saying that there's one person that should be Omega for the title, and that's Hangman. And I'm sticking sticking to that. Uh, if you want perfect storytelling, it, it should be Hangman. Um, if Danielson beats him, it wouldn't surprise me, but I think it's too early for that. And... Um, you know, Hangman has, has you know, uh, taken some time off. So it might not even be Hangman. It might even be Adam Cole. You know, and everybody's, you know, everybody could be like, oh, well, Adam Cole's in the elite. I don't think, I think Adam Cole is playing the elite. He's there That's to be just, there. He's not really there. To... Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, I've said that um, an episode or two ago um, where I, I said that Cole, I think, is playing the elite. And is just waiting for the right time to turn on the elite. Um, but you know, having said that, I think it's yeah. I don't think uh, Danielson um, will be. Uh, there's going to be some sort of interference, you know. That's so, all. It could be some simple. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, um, you know, after you know after the after the match, you know where it was declared a draw, and during the match, the fact that um, Justin Roberts was was saying, "Oh, five minutes remaining," or I didn't catch that until he oh, said one minute. He said two. He said he said two minutes. I was like, two minutes. Yeah, yeah. So then I turned to you guys. I was like, this is ending in a draw, because I've never seen like, um, them focus about the time limit, right? Like till that match, and I was just like, yeah, it's ending in a draw, which I wasn't. I wasn't disappointed. Right. That match was, um, just incredible, man. It was well put. Um, and and the counters. That Omega had with the flying knee and the V triggers and Danielson, um, you know, with all you know, with all the the superplex and and, and stuff that you know, um, it it was just a well uh, a well put a well match and an incredible opening, um, which kind of set the tone for the, the rest of the night. Show. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. It was very. It was very bold for them to put this match up. This is a main event 
bar none, the main event match, and they put it on first to, to set the tone. It was fantastic. And I get mm-hmm. mad because I'm like, all right, everybody's in their seat. Let me go run to the bathroom and get my food really quick and let me go do what I got to do. Yeah. And I'm missing the MJF, who had a war with him, beating Brian Pillman Jr. Mm, you missed a lot of Yeah, well, that one I missed. But I was able to watch it on somebody's uh, phone, which is, you know, shout out to you, whoever you may be. The guy with the Mick Foley mankind uh, mask and the redhead Jerry Crow. I'm not going to continue, but yes, he was a wacky fan. He was an awesome guy to talk to. But um, this was kind of strange. We kind of knew once this was said that Pillman was not going to beat MJF. Um, and he got beat by submission, which probably, I think is probably the toughest way of going out. Like being put out by submission is. There's not really any bouncing back from that. If you took a regular loss by pinfall, that's one thing. Or count on that's one thing. But you got to beat by yeah. submission. It's like, all right, well, this is a this might be a one-off, maybe a two-off match, two-off little while we got yeah. going on. Yeah, no, nah, uh, MJF, listen, uh, MJF is the ultimate heel. This is the ultimate menace. Uh, the fact that during the match, <laughs> he, he went on to use uh, Julia Hart as a human shield. Um that was pretty funny. Uh, something that, you know, we expect MGF to do. Um, but yeah, you know, um, he, he used the, you know, salt of the earth submission for the win. Right. Um, and just, you know, that, that's, that's one thing about MGF. Um, they continue to build him and he, he knows how to get under your skin. Um, He's under my skin. I can't stand him. Yeah. And, and you know what, shout out to AEW for, for giving uh, Pillman a chance uh, to showcase um, what he can do, um, and uh, it was a, it was a good match. It was a good quality match. It wasn't you know great. It was, it was, it was a watch. It was, it, was, it was a fun match. Yeah, it was, it was fun to see, fun to watch. Well, yeah. it was live. I was currently like twenty feet behind you guys, underneath on the uh, <laughs> in the mezzanine. So, and the other one I missed due to the fact that no one. I got mad because people went in to get their food. Well, I got my food, and people realized, oh, wait, this isn't the merchandise line? Like, no, it's a line for food. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. And they walk out just to go back inside. I was like, bro, wasting so much time. I missed the one match I really wanted to see. Oh, You got the blessing to see it, and I, swear, I, heard, I heard two girls screeching. I thought it was you and Ashby. Only to see Malachi Black beating Cody Rhodes in a singles match. Yeah, so, a- absolutely. So as soon as... Um, Wait, so you were screaming little girl, we still found a guy black. Absolutely. <laughs> so when the lights went off, I got up from my seat and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, it's black. And sure enough, it was black. Um, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I recorded his entrance and whatnot. Um, you know... I, I've been a you know a huge fan of Black since he was awesome. now. Yeah, <laughs> From, even when he was Tommy in. But um, it you know it is just like you know Malachi Black is is one of these special um, wrestlers that that you can get behind really quick. Um, from his 
from his entrance to his in-ring work. So that's why I was like, so, and, and also his, his like character because of his storytelling. So that's why I was like, you know, super excited. Um, what I found really surprising were the boos behind Cody Rhodes. See, when I, when I was able to, like I said, I was able to watch it, just not at my seat, sadly. Um, what I found interesting was the fact that I think they're organically trying to push him heel. And that's, that's the film that I have. Because mm-hmm. Cody's not a bad guy. He's not a, he's not, he's a face. He's a baby face. But I think they're just trying to organically have him turn heel by going against the fan favorites. It just made me know, fuck this guy. He's a heel. Like, we, like, yeah. we don't like him no more. And let, him, let him turn by the fans. Now just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to just go, you know, I'm going to dap up Darby Allen and kick him down, down downstairs. You know, so, something along, along that line. I think, mm-hmm. I think AW or he or Cody's planning on turning heel, but by the fans not liking him, not necessarily him to sign, I'm well, going to do it just because. Well, yeah. So now AEW has a, a golden opportunity, which doesn't happen much because, so you know, in this matchup, Malachi Black is the heel, Cody Rhodes is the face. But for the amount of booze, and it was it was loud booze. Yeah. Um, you have a chance to turn Cody Rhodes heel by saying, "Oh, you know, I gave it all for you, and this is how you repay me." Like you, you guys turned your back on me. They could go that route. Um, but it, it kind of seemed like, like during the match, we were seeing a heelish Cody, um, because like, you know, um, I think when they first locked in, um, Malachi Black had the upper hand, Cody was in the outside, um, you know, Brandy Rhodes being Brandy snuck into the ring sat down and flipped him off, right? Only for Cody to, boom, sneak for, sneak up from behind and attack him. So, um, and then we saw, like, a, a more aggressive Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, you know, and then, you know, uh, there was a part where um, he accidentally bumped into Arn Anderson, <laughs> Anderson, which Arn Anderson um, kind of botched a, uh, a spot in that match. But uh, we're not going to talk about that. Um was it just as bad? I'll, I'll put in the air. Was it is it is it just as bad as everything that Jake Stick Roberts does? I don't know, but it was pr- it was pretty funny to be honest with you, because he was trying to go from from one side of the ring to another and kind of like fell, and I was just like, oh my god, is he all right? And then he just went up back again. I was like, oh, that's what he was trying to do. Um, but yeah, you know, and then now I love the fact that. Uh, maybe this is something that Black is going to start doing. But, um, you know, during the end of that match, um, you know, he spit like a Black miss into Cody's face. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, I I like that. You know, Um, maybe he he should start doing that. Um, But that was was really cool. Um, You know, I I like this match a lot. (laughs) So, nah, And like we said before, the quality of AEW shows have they have not faltered at all. Not mm-hmm. they've been decent, but you couldn't never say that they were bad shows. And as of right now, you're talking about this, this pay-per-view feel. This was a um this was an excellent kickoff to how everything's been going. This 
match coming up that we're talking about now. When I tell you when Sting's music hit, half the crowd left to go run and to go watch it happen. I was, I was like, I'm not moving. I've been on this lot for like 40 minutes now. I'm not going to move. Some people got off. Holy fuck, it's Sting. Just took off and ran. And go, so look, cameras came out. I'm like, you got the yeah, 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 we're here. So I'm watching it go on. You hear the music go off. We were all like 20 feet, just took our life spots. It, 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 was so, it was so funny. And another match, like I said, I saw a bunch, I heard a bunch of girls scream. I could have swore it might have been you. Was it you when Sting and Darby came out and the crowd erupted as Sting walks down to the ramp? It was no, nah, it was probably Ashby. Um, <laughs> yeah, nah, it, it was probably Ashby. Um, this was, uh, this was. I don't know. I, I felt like this match needed a little something. I don't know, a little more. Um, I, I love the fact that you know Hardwood and Wheeler were wearing NWO themed uh, attire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you know the the all right, for, all right. Let's let's give credit to where it's due. Sting for being for being sixty two years old is is actually pretty impressive. What he did in the ring, he still got uh, it. Yeah, and you know what? Like, listen, he's sixty two years old. <laughs> like that that's that's crazy. Um, you know, going off the top rope, um, and you know, doing what he can do. Um, it was um. I, I think this was just the special because it's like how how like how much does does Sting have left in the tank? You know what I'm saying? And more, and um, more important than that, how many more matches are we going to see live with Sting? Right. Not even just right. Like a few matches, just like just live shows. Right. Um. But you know the the ending was cool. Um. You know, uh, uh Sting had. Um, who was it? I think it was Harwood. Yeah, Harwood on a on the what's it called on the Scorpion Deathlock, and then you know Wheeler was about to come in, and then you know all of a sudden he um Darby puts the coffin drop right on Wheeler. Um, that that ending was 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 pretty dope. But here's here's where I'm gonna defend. A, a statement that I made, I think, last week. I said FTR wasn't used properly. And I'm still going by that. Mm-hmm. I felt like FTR needed this win here. Um, FTR was one of the greatest tag teams um, about a year or two ago. And it's like, I, I don't know. like It's like, it questions like, what are they doing with FTR? You know, um, you know, start uh, Darby and Sting can 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 afford a loss here, but but FTR they've been picking, yeah, they they desperately needed it, and I hope it kind of leads to a rematch. But um, yeah, it, you know, uh, overall, great 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 quality match um, was was very fun, especially at the end. That coffin drop looks sick. I, I don't know. The fact that Darby like throws his bodies, no fucks given. Um, yeah. It, 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 monster. It, 
Yeah, it it it, it makes him what he is today, and it's one of the uh, best up up and coming uh, wrestlers. I agree. Does the, yeah, if if he's if he if you if you put the top ten wrestlers out and all brands, AEW, WWE, New Japan, Impact, NWA, AAA, and you read those top ten, and you put the next ten, Darby might be number one as the number one up and coming superstar, if not a star, a superstar on its way. Yeah. So let me get to the main event, the main event of Dynamite. Um, one of your favorite female competitors today, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, uh, beat Ruby Soho by submission for the women's championship. Uh, I gotta say, I think this match could have gone a little bit longer. Um, granted, it was a thir- it went with 13 minutes and 20 seconds. Um, I think it could have been a little bit longer for a main event, for, the, for, a, for a championship. Um, but nobody's stopping for Baker for a long time. There's, there's no one to, in today's business of AEW in the division that will beat Brubaker for a while. I think she's got probably another three months of a title of a title run until somebody of value comes up, whether it's Thunder Rosa, whether it's um, anybody else. I'm just gonna throw because I think she's gonna I think she's gonna take the belt. Um, don't know when. I'm gonna say at least three months before she gets into the picture to beat mm-hmm. bigger. Um, but yeah, she's riding a high. She's probably the best women's wrestler in wrestling today as a whole. Um, until things change, this is she's just dominant. Yeah. Um, regarding the the time limit, um, I, that was all taken up by by Omega and and Danielson. Yeah, that match that match <laughs> that match did last. So I see where you're going with that. Um, but everything you just said was spot on. Um, right now, I don't see a a person a real threat. To Britt Baker, maybe Thunder Rosa, but as long as Britt Baker has um, Rebel and Jamie Hader, uh, she she'll be champion for 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 a long time. And j- just keep an eye on Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader is one that I can see as a future um, AEW Women's Champion. Um, the AEW seems to be really behind her, and all I'm saying as of right now, just keep an eye on her because. She could be a, the the next, uh, like the next person who can carry, like, help carry this uh, division. Think so? Yeah, yeah. She she could. She has the potential to be on that Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker area territory because right now, I it, in my opinion, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa are like the. I don't want to say the pioneers, but are like the true leaders of that women's division. The Trish and Lita in comparison. In comparison, if you want to, if you want to say, but Jamie Hader, um, she's one just to again keep your eye on her because uh, she she's gonna be big. Tough. Well, th- that that concluded Dynamite, and then as before, the great I'm gonna call it the great because I've always liked them. The great Justin Roberts comes in, you guys like you got like Dynamite. Crowd was still electric. This, this crowd was ridiculous. Um, 
So then he comes out, oh, well, we have a 10 minute recess where you start rampage, da 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 da. So he broke down what, what were the matches. We had the super click going, going back in action, Christian Cage in action, Jurassic Express in action, Men of the Year versus uh, Jericho and Hager. The Lucha Bros were in action. Punk was in action. Who before Punk had an interview on Dynamite in between? I think it was the it was after the Daniels and Omega fight. Um, it broke down. Y'all, glad I'm not wrestling uh, after that. Da, 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 this, that was a, that was a gem of a match. Giving credit credit is due. He respects Omega, respects uh, Danielson, and then you know Justin Roberts come up, come and does the thing. Then the acclaim come out as soon as. Um, they started Rampage. And I, I thought it was funny. Um, just the whole the whole rivalry they have with Tony Khan about let us wrestle, you're suspended, the whole back and forth thing. And Tony Khan comes out and says, Yeah, you know, well, I can't rap. But I got somebody who can rap, and out comes little Uzi. And that was dope. I'm just mad Uzi didn't like, I don't know. Yeah, spit some bars or whatever. Yeah, give me, a, give me a song. Now nah, I do what I, I want. I was convinced he was going to like spit something and like it ended up being Tony Khan, um, which was a funny, uh, entertaining segment. He um, just by the, there, by the way, five foot two like this, just looking yeah, at him. The whole time. <laughs> um, but, but by the way, the fans are completely in support of the acclaim. So, yeah. I mean, I am too. I I, I think they're hilarious. And they're they're too funny. Yeah. So, so it's just I don't know. So I I when he came out, I had this because we talked about um, reveals and people making their 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 arrivals onto AEW. Most people coming from WB as of right now. Do you know how Uzi has a song Ronda Rousey, right? Yeah. How would you have felt if he puts out a if he comes out and and does like two or three songs and one of those songs happens happens to be Ronda Rousey and out comes Ronda Rousey? Mm-hmm. How how would you have felt if you saw that? Hypothetically speaking, uh, what the hell's going on? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Probably 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 along those lines. Like I, I thought I was like, if he if he comes out with something that has a reveal towards anybody in WWE, because he has great time WWE due to the people that have come up over there who are diehard Uzi fans. Right. So it's just like I'm like, I I just completely like reach for the stars and I'm like, what if? What if she comes out because the song is Ron Robin? And that was one of Uzi's better songs when it comes to bars. He's more of a beat, a hype guy, a drill beat guy, but that's not here nor there. Yeah. Um, so Rampage kicks off after Tony Khan just loses his voice and his mind, just trying to hype up even more overly hyped crowd, like, like any more than the roof would have came off. That's how, that's how I felt how that crowd was. So I was finally blessed to see my guy CM Punk wrestle for the first time live. Um, probably. Uh-huh. If not the maybe the second loudest pop of the night, and uh, I think, walking out for the I, I think <clears throat> I think it was the loudest. Yeah, it was the loudest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just you know the 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 fact that you know people haven't seen Punk in a in a very long time. Listen, the the last time 
I saw CM Punk fight live was at Mania against The Undertaker. Right. And how long ago was that? That was years ago. So, yeah. um, you know, I, you know, once the song hit, everybody got up. Word for word. Word for word, started you know singing the, uh, the entrance song. So um, it, it was just uh, the environment was just crazy. Um, and you know, CM Punk, forty four years old, still got it. Um, and you know, his match against Hobbs was was Hobbs. Hobbs is a quality. I'm not, Hobbs is nice. He's not. He's yeah. not. A, he's not a scrub. He's actually a solid wrestler. No. No, yeah, and, and and this was like. You know, um, it, it kind of made Hobbs look stronger than he already is because Hobbs did have like control, yeah, control for for a good portion of, of the match. So, um, it, it, you know, they weren't you know querying Hobbs or anything like that. No, nah, it was it was a good quality match. Um, I, I love. I, listen, to be honest with you, I love to see like Hook involved some way somehow because. Hook is always involved with anything and with everything, and he's like never in a match. Right, he's just there to be there, and it's yeah. is, is well worth the entertainment. So yeah, but, Hobbs. Yeah. Oh, but but by the way, I love the fact that um, you know the fact that um, CM Punk uh, did the Macho Man elbow. Yeah. Yeah, just just classic Punk. Um, you know, uh, you could you could yeah you could actually tell that his love for pro wrestling is back. He's having the time of his life. He's having fun again. Um, and I, it's showing, you know, it's showing within his body language, with his promos. So Still um, ain't one. Still yeah. top notch. Yeah. So that was great. As he leaves, he, he gives his, his staying ovation, his bow to the fans. Fans get it up. We ate it up. It was a blast. That, was, that made my night. The fight to see him punk. One of the favorite wrestlers of all time. Actually, go and get busy over there. Um, and then the super click. And for those who don't realize, the super click Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, um, who had Don Giles with him um, this time around, beat Christian Cage and Jurassic Express. This was an incredibly talented match. Um, you could tell Christian took a back seat and let Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus take majority of the work. And it was well worth the the effort because Lucha Boy, I was shocked. Um, Jungle Boy, my bad. Jungle Boy, um, really like stood out in this match. Him and Adam yeah. Cole went head to head, and actually, what I'm like, I could see this actually be like a full blown rivalry as time goes on. And they held Luchasaurus forever until the end, and Luchasaurus just went to work. So, so when. So, did you not hear like girls screaming? Yes, yeah, I looked over. Me. I looked yeah, over. And you're like, ah! yeah, as, <laughs> as soon as Adam Cole came out, yep, that was me. Um, I, I feel like, Adam Cole, baby. Like, yeah. That was probably that was besides punk. I think this was uh, probably up there as the probably the second loudest pop for the night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody, you know, you know, singing along, boom. And Adam Cole, baby, like it, it was incredible. Um, I, you know, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Um, the, the, man, it was just so surreal to me, man. It, it, it was just 
almost made me want to cry. You're tearing up right now. No, no, I'm not. Um, no, but it. it you want towel? No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, it, it the it, it was just fun. Um, everything like everything that you know, there's been criticism of Mad Jackson and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks being overrated. They're not. Let's let's just stop that. They're not. Um, because all their matches have been fun. And it's, it's top tier, top tier matches by top tier competitors. Yeah. So this was a, a great fun matchup. Um, loved every minute of it. So uh I'm curious to see what happens to Adam Cole next. I, I think like a, I, th- I think Adam Cole and Jungle Boy will start yeah, rivalry. Yeah, they'll probably have like a one-on-one match uh sooner. And I, you know, I, I think if, and I'll say this now, if Cole loses the Jungle Boy, it would not hurt him. It would just make him more heelish, especially if, especially if the Young Bucks get involved. And yeah. Adam Cole wins, I don't think the Young Bucks get involved. I just think yeah. that he'll just, he'll just look good at regardless. He doesn't right. have to win much to be dominant, right? So, but I think, I think based on what Omega and the Young Bucks have said in regards to Khan and the and the front office, Cole's gonna win, but I I would not be shocked if Cole loses and he still gets the pop that he deserves and he will get every time until right. he change. Um, one match have, I was kind of shocked with, yeah. um, going forward, um, was men of the men of the year Scorpio Scott and Ethan Page, uh, beating Jericho and Hager, um. I wasn't. I, I kind of expected another fantastic pop. Fans were standing on their feet, singing Judas. Um, I didn't expect Jericho to lose. I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I wasn't into this match. Really? I don't know. I, I just didn't like. I just didn't feel it. Um, and you know. Yeah. Like my expectations for this match was low, and like I was right. Um, there was there was nothing that you know. I think the best part was Jericho's entrance, and um, the aftermath, which was ridiculous. Yeah, when Masvidal shows up and receives the just yo clean, cleanest knee strike I've seen. Puts a and. Um, I think he really put out Jericho. Jericho wasn't bleeding beforehand. Jer- they put Jericho up and had like this. He's hunched over. Yeah. It's, he's just like, you just see a nice fine cut. But I'm like, yeah, I think Maslow actually like legit hit him. Yeah. And then, you know, um, Dan Lambert, who's entering into that MGF territory uh, being a menace. Um, you know, I, I like what, what, what they're doing with Dan Lambert. Like the fact that he... Um, has his own now MMA type team, and to be honest with you, this like it, it kind of seemed like an MMA invasion, and it was pretty cool to see. I, I, like I said, my favorite part was the aftermath, like all the MMA fighters surrounding the ring, um, and you know all you know taking their shots at at um, Jericho and Hager, um, and then you know. The icing on, on the cake was uh, Mazdaval with the beautiful knee strike to, to Jericho. Yeah, I think um, I don't know if it was Cheeto Leopard. He had the uh, the jump shoot on. I'm like, yeah, I did yeah. Mazdaval. So, so, did you hear the guy to the left? He was like, sorry. you still got put up by Uzmar. You suck. He was, uh, he was so pissed. <laughs> he really 
People really think this shit's hard. Yeah, like he just like I saw him, like he threw. Meanwhile, it was the popcorn was covered. He threw the popcorn down, stepping blood. You still lost it, Usman. You fucking suck. I thought I was like, my man, you are like a thousand feet away from this guy. He, yeah. He, Fuck you. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I really did think it was ridiculous. Um. Then we have the HFO. Uh, versus the Lucha Bros, Santana and Ortiz. This was a match. This was if you if you could if you can put I don't know, a simile or a metaphor onto what the tag team division is in AEW. This was right. probably the match to define what tag team is all about. Right. AEW. This was epic. I'll yeah, be no. short. But epic for eight man tag match. Yeah, you know. Um, see, here's the thing: the whole with the whole with HFO. Like, I, I, I love Matt Hardy, but that's not for him. He should just leave that. Uh, I, I hold. I hate the whole HFO thing. Like, I don't know. They. I feel like they just put a whole group a group of guys that they had no plans, you know, for, and just put them all together. Um. But, you know, in regards to the Lucha Bros, Santana Ortiz, like, that was, um, I love Phoenix, man. Phoenix is, like, king of the ring or king of the ropes. Like, he, the, the flips and, and counters that he does is just so incredible to watch. Um, obviously, the New York crowd was fully behind Santana Ortiz, you know, uh, hometown guys. So, um you know, the good guys take the victory here. Um, you know, I, I wish it was, uh, I kind of wish this match was longer because um, I kind of wanted to see more. At one point, at one point, I'm not going to lie, I did think either Santana Ortiz were going to attack the Lucha Bros uh-huh. uh, and, you know, state their claim that they want the the, the AEW tag team, you know, titles. But uh, that didn't happen. But, um, you know, and then, oh, also Orange Cassidy came out. Yeah. You know, during one point. Oh, everybody so, came out. It, it became a giant all-out brawl after, after, the, after the match. Yeah, the Orange punched the Jack Evans. So, um, yeah, this, you know, crowd crowd was uh, definitely behind this one. Right. And it was, uh, to me, it was, it was well worth it. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, Santana Ortiz had, uh, I don't know if it was Knicks, Knicks and Mets or Yankees and Mets um, face paint, but probably yeah. probably had uh, the Brooklyn, what had, I think. Santana, um, I think Santana. Uh, I, think, I think had the Mets or Knicks and. Um, um, so Santana, uh, Santana had the Mets face, like the Mets okay. colors. So then Ortiz, and then Ortiz had, had the, the Yankees. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was was Knicks and Nets because um, Isaiah Cassie and Mark Mark Quinn had the Brooklyn the Brooklyn gear on. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's what gave me the feel. That's like it was okay, you know. But it was fun, it was enjoyable, and the fact they got the win at home in their hometown, which was nice. Granted, it's the Bronx, not really Queens, right? Nevertheless, it's still New York. New York City is still New York City, nonetheless. So it was great. It was great to see that go on. Um, probably the worst match of the night, 
Um, and it wasn't even a bad match. It was just like, okay, they, 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 it was on the card to go. Um, Penelope Ford beat Anna Jay in a singles match. It was quick. It was like a seven, it was like a seven minute match. Um, it was, it was, it was a good match. Probably four is going to keep her winning ways until things change. Um, and that's pretty much all I have for this match. It was, it was, it was a quick, easy, fun match. Something to, to put the crowd back down before the big man event for Rampage. Um, how'd you feel about this, this women's singles match? Uh, it was like, eh, you know, good. Um, no, don't get me wrong. I, I, I love Anna J. Um, uh, but you know, I just, I don't know. I wasn't feeling this, this match to, you know, uh, it kind of, it kind of seems to me that they're, they're definitely extending the feud. Um, because, or they're probably, I don't know. It, it kind of seemed like a, a, like a hot mess to me. Right. Um. Yeah. But uh, you know, at the end, you know, post match beatdown, HFO shows up. Uh-huh. But um, you know, then you know, uh, Orange Cassidy, um, Chris Statlander, and even the Dark Order came out. <clears throat> and then also, you already know that they're continuing that storyline, um, with the Dark Order that they're having kind of a internal issues. Issues, yeah. But we move on to the main event. Suzuki Gun versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston is exactly what you expected it to be. A all out brawl. It wasn't just a match, it was just a all out brawl. It was well uh, worth it. Yeah. And uh what was really cool is um you know uh homicide, uh former uh who used to be in impact. Um where else were uh, did he wrestle? Uh it was TNA impact well all over the world, but you know, for those who know Homicide, another hometown talent, um, his music hit, went into the ring, hit Archer with I think it was like a a chair, yeah, uh-huh. and then um, just you know helped uh, Moxley uh, for, you know cut free, and yeah, you know um, everything about the everything about this match, it was just like you know. Let me just tell Hardcore. you. Yes, Suzuki is one tough sob. No, you say son of a bitch. He's he's ridiculous. He yeah, it was, and and this is one of the things. It's like, um, another treat for fans is because it's like you know he he wrestles in Japan. So when is the next opportunity you're going to see him wrestle? Right. So this is like one of those like you know, um, rare occasions where you're going to see a New Japan a legend um wrestle, and. You know, uh, Moxley and Eddie Kingston pick up the victory. Uh, fans go home hella happy. And what, you know, um, what capped to be a great, great event um, for AEW. 100%. I'd give this pay-per-view. I'd, I'm going to call it a pay-per-view. It was a live show. I'll give it a pay-per-view. It's probably... Excuse my dogs. Um... A minus. A minus. I I I'd, I'd give it a, a solid A. Um, I'll give this live show an A. a nah. Grand slam. I it's a live show. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna treat like a pay per view. I'm gonna nah. give this. 
Nah, a free, is... a free pay per view. I'll let it like that. Oh. It's on TNT. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll give, I'll give this, I'll give this an A minus. This was, this was excellent. Well worth. Yeah. Well worth my. It was, it was, it was definitely well put together. Well, well put, well put together. Definitely worth my money's. You know, it was, it was money's worth. So, 100%. um, yeah, I had a, I had a, a ball, great time. Um, I'll, I'll see if I can put some more videos up in the Twitter, um, you know, some entrance videos, uh, up on my, uh, Twitter page, but, um, yeah, I have like, you know, just, just the whole environment, the whole experience. It, it worth it. Right. Right. This is, um, and once again, I appreciate you for taking me out to this event. It was well worth it. I had a, I had a blast. It was fantastic. <laughs> So let's get on to the my personal favorite um, Soto's news and reports. I know we spoke about stuff earlier, but I know this also came out during the week outside of going to see Wednesday, but went down in the week of uh, AW week of wrestling so, altogether. So, so the rumors or news that I have is strictly all since this is a special episode is all AEW related. So, um, you know, Kenny, Kenny Omega has gone on record saying, and he claims that 90% of WWE superstars want to be in AEW. That is probably a fact. That is probably the truth. We've kind of seen it the past couple of weeks. Um, WWE is no longer the, like, it's like, in order to make it, WWE is not the place anymore. You have options, and that option is AEW. Options right. impact. Uh, option is, is Ring of Honor. Like, but but in terms of like level, AEW has matched WWE. Um, so it's like you know, Kenny Omega, he he's right on the dot. W, there is WWE superstars that are currently waiting out for their contract to end. Aka Kevin Owens. Um, for, you still on that train? Yes, absolutely. For their for their contract to you know. Um, expire or, or finish and 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 uh, jump ship. He also went on to say that, um, you know, he's always wanted a match with Roman Reigns. See, I don't know if this will ever happen. Um, because the only the only way I see this happening is if some way somehow, um, there was ever a partnership between AEW and WWE, which will, they'll never will happen. Or if Kenny Omega leaves um, AEW at some point, I don't see Roman Reigns ever leaving uh, WWE. I mean, never say never, but I, listen. WWE, right now, he's the guy over there. Yeah, one guy is no point. But, well, they're they're both they're, you know they're both the guys in their you know respective companies. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, I don't know if this match will ever happen. It would be dope, but the only way I, I see it happening is if, or I mean, listen, who knows? WWE might screw up uh, relationships with, with Roman Reigns, which I highly doubt. But you know, you just never know. Yeah, but, never um, know. Yeah. Um. So after Grand Slam, uh, Eddie Kingston says New York is AEW's town. Listen, as bold. WWE lives rent free in Eddie Kingston's mind. Um, he's thrown WWE, and he didn't mention WWE, but he consistently takes shots at WWE. Um, 
and it's it just kind of seems like you know they they just live rent free in his in his head. So, um, now is is he now is he wrong? I don't know yet because this was AEW's first New York show. You can't make that decision off of just one show, right? You know, um, WWE has had hundreds of shows in New York, so it's like you can't really like twenty minutes in Stanford. Mm -hmm. Now, you know. With, with with Tony Khan saying that he wants to have a show in the Arthur Ashe Stadium on a yearly basis, like once a year, then I'm be like, all right, cool. You know that Arthur Ashe gets twenty thousand people. Um, if you do that, then you can say, all right, New York is probably AEW's town, but you can't say that off of, off of just one show. So, um, so the the Young Bucks. Um, in their little bio, kind of sort of like put it out there that, you know, that they want AEW to introduce uh, trios tag team titles, um, which I am all for it. It would, it would just, it, I think, I think that would be, listen, the, 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 when we saw trios titles in Lucha Underground, all trios like title matches in Lucha Underground were really fun to watch. Right. Um, and, and they were great call, uh, quality matches. So, you know, that's something that I wouldn't be opposed to. Um, that's something that I, I would definitely, if I'm AEW, start considering it because you have a lot of factions in which, all right, you could have them, you know, be trios, uh, you know, championships. So, you know, um, so this one, this one kind of, you know, kind of probably will, you know, I don't know how people would take it, but um, so, you know, Adam Cole in AEW, he revealed what was the hardest thing about leaving WWE. Um, I probably shed a tear, but he went on um, to say in, um, in the oral uh, sessions of podcast with Renee, he went on to say that, um, you know, the hardest thing about leaving WWE was for him to leave the party. Uh, and for those who don't know who the party is, it was the um, the group consisting of Xavier Woods, Tyler Breeze, and Cesaro in um, Up, Up, Down, Down. Um, he said, yeah, very hard. That was probably the hardest, day, uh, the hardest part about the decision to leave WWE was also leaving the party, I think. I think I, I, re- I, think I really formed a close bond with Xavier Woods and Swiss and breeze over the pandemic um so you know that 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 was one of the things when i'll be honest with you when adam cole left i was like damn man there wasn't going to be the part like no more the party like i used to watch like them playing uno and all that like every week so um i hope one day they'll go back together and play uno um because one day yeah it was all very very funny um and entertaining so um but we're obviously we're not going to see that anytime soon. Um, so <clears throat> AEW is possibly introducing a new championship soon, and the new title will probably be a secondary women's championship. Now, we don't know if it's tag team titles or if it's going to be like a mid-card, um, you know, women's title. But um, this is good. Um, you know, 
the the women's division need more um it needs more exposure it needs um you know it, it's a time to spice up the the women's division uh to make it better i feel like it, this will definitely make it better um because you know while while you have Britt Baker as the AEW women's champion you can have other um women wrestlers fighting for tag teams or for another mid so this is this is a good call um if it does happen this is a really really good um decision um so uh breaking news is that AEW Dynamite will move from TNT to TBS I saw that the other day too yeah starting uh January 5th 2022 um I'm not sure why that decision is being made. Could um, be programming on TNT. They're going to add. I know they're trying to add more baseball games um, coming up. I know basketball's going to have a lot of TNT games on Wednesdays. Um, that's the that's the apparent rumor. Um, yeah. So they're probably going to create more and more stuff. Um, TBS does not have anything other than playoff baseball um, and some college games, um, some college football games that go on from time to time when. Um, Turner is kind of packed already. Yeah. So I think with the with the intention of the of the NBA probably having more games on Wednesday nights on TNT because they love the players only and whenever it's not you know Ernie Charles and Kenny, I think yeah. Shaq and then Adam Leftcoast are probably going to take over. You're gonna have like D Wade, Candace Parker. You're gonna have a lot of those. Um, yeah, and on. and maybe they're doing it because uh, to boost ratings on both channels because yeah. You know, dynamite will, will will um, you know, will uh, will boost ratings in TBS and rampage wow. for TNT. Exactly. So, so and then the a fi- lot of things. Yeah, and then the final one, or the final rumor, which I don't know if this is true or not, but it's something that's being talked to a lot, is that Bray Wyatt is potentially, he may potentially debut. For AEW next week in Brody Lee's hometown, as we mentioned before, um, AEW will have um, a show in Rochester, which is the hometown of Brody Lee. Um, and you know, obviously, uh, Bray Wyatt and Brody Lee were very, very close. Um, so that's 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 a possibility. Um, that's just rumors. It's nothing has been uh, confirmed yet. But, um, you know, the fact that we mentioned that that um, that the Dark Order were having inter- internal issue, leader. it needs a new leader. Bray Wyatt could definitely fill that that role. Um, and, you know, one one idea that I would probably just throw out there. If I'm AEW, I make it interesting. And you know they obviously they have to come up with a name for 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 you know for Bray they can't use Bray Wyatt and they can't use a fiend right uh, I don't think so I would I would have Husky Bray Harris Wy- no hell no I would have I would somehow have him use Lee's last name okay like like something Lee and, and then you know he could introduce himself as like his, like that he was the brother of Brody Lee. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes sense, anyways. Yeah, it, it would make a lot of sense. Um, so um, maybe yeah, if you use the Lee 
the lead name that that would be pretty cool but um we, we just have to tune in um next week uh you know next week's episode of dynamite to see if that actually uh does happen right okay and that'll wrap it up for uh soto's rumors and reports aew edition <laughs> so nah, almost is great um, that'll wrap it up for today's episode of the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. We appreciate you guys for being all week in and week out for us. Um, we have a lot to talk about um, to wrap up you know, this month and amongst October and November. There's a lot we're going to get into. A lot of episodes you guys will see and will listen to or watch, depending if you catch us on the Facebook page. Catch us on Facebook at the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast page. Check us out on Instagram at sunset underscore flip underscore wrestling. Um, that's where you probably reach me most likely. If you want to reach out Soto on Twitter, check us out on the Twitter page at flip wrestling. Uh, we are live on all social media platforms. We are live on all streaming platforms with podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, we are home on Anchor. Anchor, we appreciate you week in, week out. Keep helping us out. We need it. <laughs> uh, Breaker, Radio Public, we are here for you guys. Week in, week out. I'll say it over and over again because it's dope. And don't forget, it's dope for you to hang out with us. So until then, Soto, it was a pleasure as always. The pleasure is all mine, Brody. Oh, okay, my, my fall super stuff, my whole big time. So catch us soon because we have extreme rules around the corner. We do. We do. So, yeah, we got a chock full of episodes for you guys to catch up with. And we'll talk to you all soon. Take care, everybody.